Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. Jenny here with Erica Vieira. Erica is a marketing and sales expert and host of the number one influencer strategy podcast, Beauty and the Vlog. I'm so excited to chat with Erica about YouTube and how starting a YouTube channel is essential to expanding your business online. Let's dive right in. Hi, Erica. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I can't wait to chat more about all things YouTube with you. So before we dive into YouTube, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just really how you got started doing it all. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here on your podcast. This is really exciting. I'm a huge podcast person too, and I just love kind of connecting with other podcasters and bloggers. And so this is a lot of fun. So thank you for having me on. Um, But yeah, I mean, I have my own podcast, Beauty and the Vlog, and I've been podcasting for a couple years now. I took a little bit of a break because I had a I actually just had my second baby, but with my first baby, it took maybe like six months off. So it's been maybe like a year and a half total. But um, I interview um, YouTubers and well-known influencers on the podcast to find out about their stories, how they basically are making a career out of being on YouTube and you know, being an influencer. So I think at this point, I have over 100 uh, interviews. So um, I, I started doing that just because my background is actually, you know, it's offline, my, my business background. I started in commercial real estate. Uh, I did uh, I did pretty well there. I sold apartment buildings um, here in Southern California and actually also in Las Vegas. Uh, I did that for um, for a little while and then I just kind of got burnt out by the real, the real estate scene. It just wasn't, it, it was awesome. I mean, I, I always loved the idea of making money. That's kind of what attracted me to commercial real estate because it was a great way to make, you know, good money and a lot of it. But at the same time, you know, there's elements of it that just, I just wasn't, there are certain passions of mine that weren't being fulfilled. So I kind of got burnt out from that. And then I ended up uh, starting my own clothing line with my sister and it was licensed apparel for women. So we worked with the uh, local uh, stadiums and teams here. So we had apparel for Lakers, Clippers, Kings, uh, for God, who else? Um, The university, Stanford, UCLA. And it was kind of like, like sexy blinged out clothing for women who want to like sport their favorite teams at games and things like that. So um, I did that for a little while and then we ended up selling that company. And then, um, and then I've always just loved talking to people, uh, interviewing people just kind of as like a fun side thing. I did like red carpet interviews here in LA. When you're in LA, you end up doing random stuff like that. People ask you like, Oh, will you go in? I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. I loved it. I did, um, you know, red carpets. I interviewed celebrities and, and, uh, another studio podcasting thing. I just really enjoyed it. And then I, at the same time, I was always just loved makeup. I love makeup, just always loved beauty and makeup. And I never pursued it in a career per se, but it's just something that I always just enjoyed. And I, it was, it was during Halloween and I was searching online for how to do a makeup look. And I was Cleopatra and I remember searching and I'm finding someone by the name of Candy Johnson. And I don't know if you're familiar with who she is, but she's kind of like an OG makeup guru. And I discovered her video and I discovered her channel. I'm like, oh my God, 
what is this entire world that I was not aware of? Like, what is this like whole beauty world? And it was, I just got into that rabbit hole and I'm like, this is amazing. And then I started watching YouTube videos and beauty ones. And then when I was doing red carpet things, uh, I was asked to go to VidCon and interview these different influencers. Like some, I didn't even know who they were like flirt force. Uh, there's a couple other ones that are really big and, um, and I, at the time, I just didn't know who they were. And I just interviewed them. And it was crazy for me to be at VidCon because it was compared to, like, my experience being on red carpet events, being at, like, different, you know, award shows and things like that. And, you know, people go crazy over celebrities. But I saw how crazy people got over these influencers. And I was like, whoa, like, this is – these people are fanatical. Like, these people have huge amounts of fans. And I don't even know who half these people – or I don't even – at that time, I didn't even know who 80% of these people are. And they've got, like – these the hundreds of kids that are just chasing them around the big con and just asking for the picture and just, I'm like, this is, this is where it's at. This is the future. And then um, that kind of gave me the idea to interview. I'd started off interviewing beauty influencers because that's, that's who I was watching. But now we've expanded to like beauty, fashion, lifestyle, uh, definitely like women centric. So even though I've, I've got some guys on the podcast too, but you know, fitness, uh, you know, moms, uh, cooking, nutrition. I just had a, a sweet am. She's like a, a cookie decorator. So, you know, I, I've, I've interviewed all kinds of different influencers at this point. So yeah, so I had that idea and I thought it'd be fun. I'm like, okay, you know, let me, do the podcast. I'm sure, you know, I'm interested in it. So I'm sure other people might be too. <laughs> and uh, I also knew too that strategically I'd be able to grow my audience because the people that I was interviewing had large followings. And anytime they, you know, talked about the interview, then it would bring people my way. So that's kind of how I initially grew the podcast. And then from there, you know, I just attracted sponsors and that was cool. And, you know, people would email me. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, pay me. That's great. You know? And so, uh, from there, I, I was able, you know, just kind of able to to do that for a little while. And then over time, because I have a background in business, um, extensive kind of business background, I, I found myself, you know, when I was interviewing people, it, it's like there would be an entire conversation afterwards of like something even like up to an hour of like just talking to these people. And then they'd ask me questions like, oh, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And then I, I became friends with a lot of them and I found myself helping them in a lot of situations. And what, what's really interesting about, you know, YouTube influencers, especially before the ones that have become really popular is that, you know, at the time, like they, they didn't even know how or why. Like they're like, you know, I, I don't even know. I decided to upload videos and now I'm like crazy popular. And that's kind of before when, you know, it wasn't, there wasn't as many people kind of trying to get onto YouTube and be influencers. Uh, that was before there was AdSense. And, and so a lot of them were still trying to figure it out and still trying to figure out, well, now where do I go from here? So I ended up finding myself helping a lot of these people just kind of just unofficially, you know, and they would text me, email me and I would say, okay, how about this? How about that? They're like, wow, you have really good ideas. And then over time too, you know, I, because I just um, got to know kind of the YouTube community, uh, especially, you know, beauty, fashion, lifestyle, community. Um, you know, I, I was then, in addition to interviews, I started putting out blog posts. I started putting out um, uh, podcast episodes with just myself kind of giving advice, things that I had learned. And then I, my audience started asking me, you know, can you – can you help me? Like I get emails, like, what do you think? Can you help me with my channel? And I, I would just do it. I wouldn't like ask them for money or anything like, okay, you know, this is what I think this is what I think. And then it just became too much. I'm like, okay, I, you know, I have uh, a job. I have a, you know, a baby. I can't like, I, I you know, I, maybe this is something that my audience wants and I should like officially 
uh, offer it. So then I just kind of threw it out there like, Hey, I'm going to be doing like a paid mastermind. If anybody wants to join it, you know, it'd be great. And then I did, I got a, 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 a great response and it was, I loved it. I loved working one-on-one -on -one with people. And, and that's really where I saw kind of my passion come forward. Like as much as I loved interviewing, what was, what I really loved was just making the difference and, and really helping like seeing people's dreams and making it come to light. And just recently, you know, I, I had that, I opened up that mastermind. It was January of this year. So 2017, um, or January of last year, 2017. And you and I are talking, you know, at the end of the year and, you know, one of my mastermind students, she, I mean, one of them actually just, uh, reached a hundred thousand subscribers, which was awesome. And she celebrated that. And another one of mine, when we first, talk she had like under a thousand youtube subscribers and now she has like three hundred thousand. and she's like you know i after we had our mastermind session and i'm in the mastermind which is also like a private facebook group of everybody that's part of the mastermind group she's like i after that it's that's when you know i implemented those changes and like crazy things happened and you know now she's so it's life-changing for her she's moved to the u the, the u.s and she was from the uk and now she quit her job and just awesome things like that so i have stories like that from my mastermind which has just really really been awesome so i am going to be opening it up again uh probably you know uh, early here 2018 and and doing it again because i just i just loved it so that that's kind of where i'm at with with beauty in the vlog and and the business side of things that's so exciting. I've always loved watching YouTubers. I've done it ever since I was in high school. Like I watched Aspen Ovard and um, mm -hmm. people like that and Lindsay um, Hughes and her sister and things like that. And oh, I saw yeah, Lindsay and Megan, they were, they were guests on my podcast. Yeah. Awesome. So cool. Yeah, I, love, I love Lindsay and Megan and I've, I've met them in person and they're so sweet, so nice. And it's just inc incredible hearing their stories. It, it's cool. Like what you said, like watching them and then for me, and then have the opportunity to like, dig in deep to like who they are and their stories. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's really cool. I've always like, since I've been watching them, I, I grew up with them essentially. Like I saw them go through high school and, you know, college and all those things. So it's really cool to kind of look back and see how far they come. And like you mentioned, they didn't really know where they were getting all this traffic from and all of a sudden they blew up and, you know, they're 20, 21 and they're making, they have millions of subscribers. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It is really crazy. And that, and then, you know, when I, I first started the podcast, I was thinking, you know, these people were going to be a little bit more like self-aware of, of, of how they were able to kind of get to where they're at. That that's why that was part of the, the interview. Like, tell me how you got to where you're at. What's your piece of advice? And, you know, they, they did great in answering the questions and, and trying to from their perspective. But what I realized over time is that they, some of them, they, they didn't know why or how. Like they really did it. It was like, I, you know, people just started watching and then more people just started watching. And then, and what was cool is that I was able to see, well, like I can actually tell you why you've done really well it's because of A, B, and C. And then they're like, God, yeah, you know, I, I didn't even realize that. And, um, it's really interesting. People now are, are, are a little more aware of it because it takes more strategy now to kind of achieve that success that people were able to do easily, you know, say like even like three years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, so people now have, they, they come into it with more, more strategy, but it, it is a lot of the people back then just were like, I have no idea. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> Do you think it's harder now to um, make it big on YouTube since it's um, more saturated and things like that? I do think it's harder, but I don't think it's impossible because like I said, I mean, I, I have people in mastermind that do it. I have people that I've interviewed that have done it. I mean, there's people every day that are achieving, you know, awesome success on YouTube. I just think 
it has to be done with a little bit more strategy and the and really what's really important now is, is also the quality the quality of the video um, is much more important now than it was back then people are expecting more that's very true I remember when I first started watching it was just someone with their webcam and now it's like full-on video production oh yeah 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 it, it, it is and like the people that are like making this kind of a full-time thing I mean they've invested like in a, a basically like a room as a studio uh, because they have to, that's, that's to keep up and, and keep their audience happy. And if they've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, millions of views, uh, it's like expected that they're going to have that kind of setup. And so when you're first starting off, technically speaking, you're competing against those people because it's, it's, it's your, it's, I mean, people are going to choose to watch, you know, in the makeup world, they're going to choose to watch uh, a video. You know, I, I want say the new two face collections coming out. I want to find out if it's good or bad. Well, you know, if you're going to put out a, a video about, you know, some of those products, you're competing against all the other people that are, you know, and, and some of those people that are also talking about that collection are people that have been doing it forever and have an entire production set up. So, um, and it's not to, dis it's not to discourage people from doing it. I mean, I just want to be uh, just kind of realistic, but, but the, the, the great thing is that there's more and more people getting onto YouTube and watching YouTube and that, you know, each person brings their own perspective and each person brings their own unique spin to it, which is why there's room. I, I'm a firm believer that there's room for success for, for everybody on YouTube because there's millions and millions of people in the world and more and more people are getting onto YouTube as an actual source of entertainment and as an actual source of information. So um, because of that, there's, you know, there's room for, all, for people to be on there and have a YouTube channel. I totally agree. And same with blogs as well. Like there are new blogs popping up every single day, but it's mm -hmm. not like there's not room for people to um, expand and grow their audience. It's just, you have to go about it in a strategic way for sure. Yeah, definitely. So what are some quick tips that you have for getting started on YouTube and like making um, it into something that's more than just a hobby? Yeah. So, you know, it really depends. And this is like one of the things that we work on, like when I have my mastermind sessions too, is, you know, the first thing is like, you know, why are you getting onto YouTube? Like, is it, is it, is it as like a hobby? Do you think you just want to have fun and play around with it? Or are you, do you have some kind of like offline business that you're looking to further or say or you're a blogger? You know, I work with a lot of bloggers that are, you know, they're in my Facebook group and they're just, they're part of the community and, you know, they have a blog and they want to get onto YouTube, um, but they're really serious about their blog. So they, they're going to take that serious step into YouTube um, or they have some kind of business. And so it really depends, uh, you know, because if you're, if you're ready to like fast track it and you want to like do YouTube full time, then, you know, the first thing that I would say is one, really, really understand why you're doing it. So, um, you know, I have like a workbook that I actually created as um, a free giveaway that, you know, anyone could download. But this is a workbook that I use in my mastermind uh, students and basically helps them define kind of exactly why it walks them through the process. Like, okay, why are you doing this? Why are you getting on YouTube? And it's not enough to say, well, I love makeup. Like, no, no, that's not a why. That's not a why to spend hours and hours and hours of your time and probably see like not a lot of results at the beginning. Um, you have to have a bigger why than that. And, and most people do, they just don't, they don't realize it. And so once you understand and realize like why you're getting onto YouTube, uh, that's really important because then it, that actually helps you discover like your purpose for it. And, and that's my kind of like motto with beauty and the vlog is influence with purpose because you know to just get onto youtube now and just like give like a review of a, a, 
a makeup palette like that that you know that was fine like years ago when not a bunch of people were doing it and you would be able to come up in searches when someone was searching for a palette review but now there's so many people doing it so you know why are you doing this you have to have a purpose so and that gives you a sense of confidence in your videos too of, of a reason for doing this it, and it allows you to continue without getting um, burnt out or out getting discouraged and then so that's like the first thing is really understand your why and your purpose and then from there is to understand your niche uh, what is your niche like if you want to talk about beauty well what aspect like what do you have unique to bring to the table like what's your perspective that's different and that should kind of be woven into you know every video that you do um, so that those are like kind of the three main things that I always tell people at the beginning it's not fun stuff to do like the fun thing to do is to kind of start filming and getting your equipment and doing that that's fun everyone always like okay let me figure out what I want to get you know but you know really taking the the time to become uh, this very uh, very in tune with those things will really benefit you in, in the long run. And even like, you know, I worked with a bunch of people too, um, who, you know, they've been doing YouTube for a while, but it's just kind of stuck. So I said, let's go back to the beginning. Let's do this exercise. And so it's, uh, it's really beneficial. So that's kind of the first main, main kind of quick tip that I would, even though it's not a quick process, but it's just a, a tip that I would definitely uh, suggest in getting started. And then the second the second main thing I would say for sure is if you're really serious about YouTube, like if you're not really sure, then I would say, well, then hold off on this. But if you're really serious about YouTube, a hundred percent, I would say invest in some good equipment. Like it's, that's, it's as important. I mean, it's, especially if you're getting onto YouTube as some kind of a, uh, if you have some kind of credibility somewhere else. So say you have like, you know, a really popular blog, or you have a pretty good following on Instagram, or maybe you have some kind of profession somewhere else or credentials somewhere else. If you're going to go on to YouTube and want to expand that, then it is important because your credibility is, is reflected in that. So if you come up and you kind of like, eh, I'm just going to try and figure it out on my iPhone and you know, uh, let, me, let me just play around with it, then that's fine. But then I wouldn't tell your entire, you know, audience over on Instagram or on your blog, like, hey, I just started a new YouTube channel. And then like, it looks like crap. <laughs> so, you know, if you have, if you have that already built in, and you're really, really serious, and then, then take the, the, the funds and invest it in some good quality. A camera is probably the most important and then lighting is really important. Even though lighting doesn't have to be super expensive, but I'd say most of your money will probably go towards, you know, towards a good camera. And then for editing, you know, you can just start with iMovie. That's fine. And that's free if you have a, a Mac computer. So what kind of lighting do you recommend? I know people talk a lot about ring lights and things like that, but like, what is your lighting of choice? So I would say, of course, natural lighting is the best, but that's not always feasible for people, especially people that are just starting because this isn't their full-time thing. So usually they're either a mom or they're working and they're doing something else during the day. And a lot of times they end up filming at night or, you know, in the weekends or something. So uh, natural lighting is great, but like I said, not everyone can do it. So if you can do like a combo of natural light and uh, say soft boxes or umbrella lights, that's really good too. That makes a really beautiful effect. Uh, but if you can't, if you don't have that natural light, then I'd say then definitely invest in some uh, soft boxes are really, really beautiful. And um, they really make a really nice kind of, it makes a really nice uh, look. 
And then uh, I, I actually have on my website an entire list of like equipment and I have it broken down to like beginners and a more advanced. Um, that's beautyandthevlog.com forward slash resources. Uh, and so if you want specific recommendations, specific soft boxes, you can kind of look there. Uh, and then the other nice thing too is umbrella lights. Umbrella lights are nice because they're easy to, uh, uh, you know, set up and break down. And I think that it doesn't give as pretty of an effect as soft boxes, but they're also really good too. Like I, you know, I know a lot of people that just start off with umbrella lights and they're relatively inexpensive. They're like 60 bucks for a set. Um, and then a ring light is really, really great too. I mean, that's a little bit more of an investment. I mean, they've come out more with like less expensive ring lights, but you know, you're going to look to spend like at least like a hundred bucks at least, or but for a really good one, like at least 200 or so. Uh, ring lights are good, especially if you're going to be doing a lot of beauty just because, you know, you want, close-ups of your face but if you're you know if you're just going to be talking in front of a camera um, then you know soft boxes are fine perfect yeah and even with the lighting equipment you can use it for like flat lays and other things yes. for other social media channels so you're getting more bang for your buck because you're not just using it for your YouTube stuff yeah I mean if you're gonna get a ring light it's really nice to use if you're like in the beauty space because you can use it for your selfies too that you can post onto Instagram or Facebook so, but that's, but, but that's like more of an investment, but soft boxes are, are great. Yeah. Yeah. I have a ring light right now, but I'll definitely have to look into soft boxes because I am looking to kind of start doing a little more YouTube in addition to my blog post. I had a, work. yeah, that's, I had a, a great guest, um, on my podcast, uh, and his name is Caleb. He's from DIY video guy and you can, and you can find that podcast, the show notes and stuff on beautyandtheblog.com forward slash video. And he goes into major detail about like setup during that episode. And it was, it was a really great episode. And if, if anyone listening is like interested in going deep there, um, I definitely suggest that episode. And also he has like free classes, like free uh, camera classes, free editing classes. So that's, a, I always kind of refer people to him for, for a good resource because he does, he does really good good stuff. And, um, yeah, yeah. That's awesome that he has free resources. I feel mm -hmm. like nowadays a lot of people, um, lean toward paid stuff. So it's nice to still get some things that are quality for free. Yeah. I, he has some paid courses too, but like the beginner ones, he has like some great like courses for, for beginner ones. So, um, yeah, for sure. Um, what are some of your favorite, um, you know, interviews that you've done on your podcast? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. I haven't been asked that one. That's good. Um, I, I love the interviews where people have been able to achieve success like recently. Those are really interesting because it's like, okay, people that have been doing it for years, like it's, you kind of, I mean, I've done so many interviews that I kind of can tell like you know how it happened and all that but the more recent success stories those are really interesting because because just things have to happen and align really well for someone to get you know 300,000 subscribers in one year and I'd say one of my favorite interviews is with Amber Scholl and it's actually one of my most downloaded episodes too uh, Amber Scholl is a kind of fashion lifestyle uh, youtuber and she she's just kind of like her personality is awesome I mean she has like that it factor like you like you're like okay if she wasn't on YouTube she'd be like a reality star or something she just has that part of her personality but uh, that was a great interview because she she achieved success like really fast I think I, I don't know where she's at right now. I think maybe she's hit a million 
And I think she's only been doing it for like less than two years. So, I mean, she just grew like crazy fast. So that was, that was a fun interview. And it was, and that one, I had never even heard of her, but I got, I have a Facebook group and then I always put it out there like, who do you want me to interview? And then there, I had so many people say Amber Scholl, Amber Scholl. I'm like, who is this Amber Scholl? And then, you know, I looked it up and I was like, whoa, like, wow. Like she's a cool chick and she was really neat too. She was like just fun to talk to and, you know, we'll email back and forth too. She's just a neat person. So I really liked that interview. Um, let me think of like other ones that I really enjoy. Another one that I really loved was, um, she's a Dominican YouTuber. Her name is Yarisa, um, Yarisa Rodriguez. And she, same thing, was able to just achieve like really quick success. And it was just really awesome because for her, uh, she's like one of the first big YouTubers out of where, you know, out of the Dominican and it was just was life changing for her, like life changing for her and her family. And it was just an amazing story. And that was one of also one of my favorite interviews. Awesome. Both of those sound very interesting. So guys go check them out. I'm definitely going to check them out. I've listened to some of your um, podcasts, but I haven't hit the full archives yet because <laughs> you have a lot, but I have a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can always go on, like, for, for, for those of you listening who want to check out the podcast, I mean, obviously, you can go onto iTunes and do Beauty in the Vlog there, but on the website, I do, I did try and kind of, like, categorize it, so it's, like, if you, there's certain people that you want to listen to, like, there's a whole, like, big page of, like, everyone's photos, you can kind of see, and it's alphabetical, like, oh, she interviewed this person or that person, also, I have a list of, like, the top podcasts and stuff like that, because at this point, I have, like, I think I have, like, 150, ep 15 episodes, I think, at this point, so, so, yeah, it's kind of hard to navigate, but. I'm always coming out with new ones too. <laughs> so switching back to YouTube for a second, um, like what do you think uh, having a YouTube channel kind of brings to your business? Like what, cause you said that it's ex essential to expanding your business online. So what do you think like it really helps? Um, does it help assist with your business and that kind of thing? Or like, how do you think that? Um, yeah. So I think there's, there's two ways that you can approach YouTube for your your business. One is to almost kind of just be a portfolio of your work and of you. So you can go on there without the intention of want to, wanting to like grow or gain this huge audience. And more is like ability to just kind of link it to, you know, your existing client base or your email list and say, Hey, I have these videos, you know, to complement the blog post or to complement, you know, my offline business of you know, nutrition or fitness or something to kind of give people the perspective of you as just you as a person and seeing you in front of the camera versus just, you know, reading what you're writing or, you know, hearing your voice or something like that. So, and, and, and with that, you know, you don't need to pay attention really to thumbnails and to the YouTube algorithm or all that. You just are going on there just as kind of like a portfolio of your work. And maybe you kind of create like a capsule of videos and, and that's it. And you're like, okay, you know, you can even keep, you can even keep it private if you want and just, you know, give the link to people and just say, here's, you know, you might want to, you know, maybe they're, they're your clients and you want to talk to them about something, you know, this, I created this great video about this topic. Here it is. Or, you know, if you have a blog, you can just, you know, have a series of videos and that compliment and link them to your blog post if you want, you know, to see it on video. So that's one way to approach it. I mean, the other way to approach it too is to really utilize, you know, YouTube as a search engine and then try and grow your audience that way. And because YouTube, you know, it is owned by Google and it's the second largest search engine on the web. So, uh, you know, YouTube has its own SEO 
you know, an own set of rules. And if you, you pay attention to those, then, you know, you can really utilize YouTube to, to grow and to reach a new and different audience. Awesome. So do you think um, video is essential for building the like, know, and trust factor with your audience? I mean, I wouldn't say it's essential. I mean, a lot of people have achieved success on, you know, the, the know, like, and trust via podcasts, via, uh, uh, you know, blog posts. So I wouldn't say it's essential because people have achieved it without video, but it definitely doesn't hurt and it definitely adds to it. So I'd say, you know, it, it definitely helps with that for sure. And it kind of fast tracks it, you know, whereas like right, reading a, uh, a blog, it maybe takes a little bit longer and all that, but like with the video, it's very personal, very intimate, very vulnerable in a way. And I think it kind of fast tracks that for sure. Yeah. I've always heard that video is like, it helps you build that factor Mm -hmm. a lot quicker than just like written post or voice. And I feel the same way because I've more, I've been more likely to buy something after watching like a webinar or something with a Mm. business owner than, you know, just reading their blog post about said product. So yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it definitely, it definitely helps it. Well, let the audience know where they can find you. I know you've mentioned a few times already, but just one more time, maybe your URLs for your popular channels that you like to use even your Facebook group and I'll definitely link it in the show notes as well. Yeah. It's a beauty in the vlog and you can uh, find the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And um, I'm going to be, well, at this point, probably by the time this is released, I've already had Jenny on my podcast. So make sure you check out her episode where uh, I interview her and we, we chat and uh, you can also go to my website, beautyintheblog.com. I have a Facebook group, Beauty in the Vlog. Um, I also have a free guide. And Jenny, if you want to link that in the show notes for the niche, uh, how to define your niche and your why and your purpose. And uh, you can find that beautyintheblog.com forward slash niche workbook. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Erica. I love chatting with you. And I hope everyone enjoys this episode. Thank you, Jenny. It was awesome. Thank you so much. And congrats on the new podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode dash two. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.